There is one question that is often asked specifically in regards to a choice-based program. The question is, does choice-based teaching meet the standards? And if so, how? The answer is a resounding yes. The standards align perfectly with choice-based teaching, and in particular, they align with TAB, Teaching for Artistic Behavior. Let's take a look. When asked about the standards, I've always had a standard response. I would say, I am the standards. <laughs> there was a double meaning to this. First, <laughs> I was being a little cocky, okay? <laughs> because I think it's funny. Well, maybe not cocky, maybe arrogant. No, 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 no that doesn't sound good. Uh, let's go back to cocky. At my school, South Brunswick High School, actually, we have a saying that it's written on the t-shirts, on the back of my t-shirts and everything. And the saying is this, set the standards. The idea behind the saying is to say, you know, we should be the best at what we do. We should, you know, model, be the model, better yet, uh, of what others look to, to do, to accomplish. We should be setting the standards. So when I say I am the standards, the cocky side of me was saying something like that. But really, the cocky part of me was just having fun with it. But the other meaning behind it... And it was to make fun of the standards in general, because when asked about the standards, there's another question that has to be answered first before we go any further. If someone asks, uh, can you tell me about the standards? You have to say, which standards? I mean, like states have standards they're put in place, right? You might have your, your state standards. Um, oftentimes districts or, or counties uh, will have standards. There might even be more local standards than that. I'm not even sure. And of course, there's the national standards. There's a lot of standards out there. Like, which standards are you talking about? So today, when I want to talk about the standards, just so we're all on the, the same page, for the purpose of this podcast, I will be referring to the National Core Art Standards. Specifically, I will be referring to the 11 anchor standards for visual arts. So, why are there standards? Well, the national standards were created basically as a method to allow art teachers to develop a unified quality art education program. It's supposed to be, you know, a way for us all of us to get on the same page, at least in theory. I say that because the standards were written, and I think purposely, I suppose, to be open enough and left to interpretation by the art teacher. And, and I think that's important. I think this was smart. I mean, um, we wouldn't want we wouldn't want a standard that was so specific that if you didn't have something, you couldn't you couldn't meet it. Let's say um, you didn't have a particular resource or something like that, and you wouldn't be able to meet it. You know, that wouldn't work out. So they are open, and I think that's a good thing, even if um, it could mean you know different interpretations make standards sometimes appear let's say less standard <laughs> but but let's keep going we're going to talk about these standards so now if you ever looked at the national standards and i should mention here that you can go online by simply going to the national art education association website um, it's arteducators.org um, and actually there are the links at the top so if you go to arteducators.org look for the link that says learn plus tools that's the link, and you'll find them right there. The standards will be right there uh, under that learn and tools link. So actually, 
if you have the opportunity right now, like if you're not driving in your car um, <laughs> and you're sitting in front of a, a computer, you can open the website. So while you're listening to this podcast, at least for the next few minutes while I go over the national standards and um, it could be beneficial, beneficial to read along as I'm describing them or talking about them. You can be like, oh, I see what he's talking about there because you're looking at it. And a lot of us are pretty visual. At least I am. So I like to look at things um, as well as listen. Okay. So once there. You'll see that uh, the, the standards are constructed of four high-level components, uh, top-level components, and they're considered essential to any arts-based program. Uh, you're going to understand right away. Um, these are uh, creating, presenting, responding, and connecting. So those make sense right off the bat. We all create, present, respond, and connect. Um, under each of those four high-level components, we start to break it down. There are subgroups, and those are the anchor standards, uh, which I'll go into more specific detail about. So our goal here is to better understand how the standards align with choice-based teaching. So first, um, it's going to be beneficial for us to understand how each of these four components, the, the top-level components, well, let me take a minute and provide a general overview of each of the four um, core standards. Um, and I'll do this in order as they appear on the website. And then we'll, then we'll break it down to the anchor standards. So first is creating. The, the, the first set of standards is titled creating. And under creating, there are anchor standards number one, two, and three. Um, so these first three anchor standards speak to what most of us would consider the heart of any art program. This is like what an art program is about. Uh, this set covers the art making process, including uh, generating, uh, organizing your ideas, developing a plan, um, engaging in the physical process of making art. So that's creating, and that's pretty self-explanatory, I would think. The next one, uh, presenting. The next set is title presenting, and it covers anchor standards four, five, and six. And these anchor standards ask the students to consider why and how art should be presented to an audience. So they've created a piece of art, what are they gonna do with it? Um, this includes deciding like which work should be presented, um, determining how, how, you, how you're best gonna present the work, and, um, and what meaning might be conveyed through the, the presentation of the art. Um, maybe which meaning you want it to give as well as you know, what is the viewer gonna get from it. So that's all part of presenting. The third set, um, responding. The third set is titled responding. It contains anchor standards seven, eight, and nine. And this set asks student, students to analyze art, uh, the interpreting part, interpret meaning behind the work, um, evaluating the art those type of things. Uh, this set of standards may refer to the student's work, um, which would make sense, but it also can extend to include responding to works of art in general. So maybe you're pulling up, you know, Starry Night and you're asking them to respond to that, or maybe they're responding to their art or maybe another fellow student's art. Okay, the last set, um, this is all the four major categories here. The last set is titled Connecting. And as the label suggests, this last set of standards, which by the way includes anchor standards 10 and 11, asks the students to connect with art through either personal experiences or based on outside sources such as you know society, cultural, his historical, those type of things. So you're making a connection there with, with the art. All right, so those are the top level right there, okay. So that's a very brief tour of the national standards. Um, and we could go much deeper into it. And in fact, I will go, um, 
I, I will go f- in future podcasts. I plan to talk about learning targets that can be developed um, through the national standards uh, that are basically associated with the standards already. Um, but for now, we'll come back to that at a later podcast. But for now, we're just just having this basic overview is all we need to to see how um, the standards are going to align with choice base or tab programs. So let's let's jump into that. Uh, here's our next step. In order to the, align the standards with the choice-based program, um, I think our next step is to just take a look at the artistic process that our students engage in when creating a work of art. The process they go through, some people call it design process, and and I've, I've talked about the artistic process in, in previous podcasts. Um, Melissa and I... Um, you know, I've also written about it in the books, The Open Art Room and Making Artists. So you may be well familiar with it already. You probably are. Um, the artistic process is compiled to four phases, just like the standards. How convenient. Um, and the four phases are inspiration, development, creation, and reflection. And it basically, here's how it works. I'll go through this really quick because, I, like I said, I have done this in other podcasts. But in short, the inspiration phase is the beginning phase, first phase, where students gather information um, by responding to an artwork or artist concept concepts or methods or themes or processes in order to generate a vision. So this is where they're getting their inspiration, they're getting their idea. So that's inspiration. Number two um, is, the, is the second phase, which is development. So development is the second phase of the pro- artistic process and it's where, um, you know, we ask the students to make personal connections with what they found in the inspiration and then to design an idea that might later be developed into a, a, a physical a physical visual work of art. So development, they're designing it, right? So once they've developed their ideas, they enter the creation phase, phase three. And that's where the student creates a work of art. That's the building part of it. That's the heart of an art department. You know, that's the, you want to create a piece of art that represents that vision you had, uh, that design that you developed during the development phase and uh, you got from an inspiration phase. And then upon completion of art, completing that art piece. The, the student's going to enter the reflection phase, and, and that's where the student reflects on their efforts, obviously. Um, if the work has been successful, did it meet expectations of their vision? Um, they, they, may have, they, they may contemplate a method for, for presenting the work at that point or sharing it with others. All right, I think you might even be able to see where we're going with this. So the standards realigned. Here we go. Now we've identified the four components of the national standards and we just reviewed the four phases of the artistic process. So it's time to align the two. Now, as we just pointed out, the artistic process follows a particular order, right? You have to go through inspiration first. You have to have your inspiration first before you can go into development and you have to design something before you can create it. So it totally makes sense. And all four of these phases of this artistic process are covered by the standards. However, they're not aligned. You see, the standards were not necessarily created to be used in any particular order. The artistic process was, but the standards were not. However, they are presented in an order, number one through 11. So that's probably just to make sense of them. Like on the website, um, we view the standards in the following order, creating, presenting, responding, and connecting, just the way I explained a moment ago. And in that order, they do not align with the artistic process at all. However, since the standards are not meant to be presented in any order, I feel we have the freedom to rearrange their order any way we want, which makes sense, right? So when we reorder the standards to the following, Instead of creating, presenting, responding, connecting, we do responding, connecting, creating, and presenting. We will notice how well they align with the artistic process 
phases, inspiration, development, creation, and reflection, and that's what your students are already doing. So here's an explanation of the artistic process again, but this time I'm going to align it and arrange it with our newly arranged uh, standards. Okay, first, the student responds, anchor standards seven, eight, and nine, and they're inspired, inspiration phase, by art, okay? Second, the student connects anchor standards 10 and 11 see how I'm going out of order and they develop an idea development phase of the process to convey meaning third the students plan and create creation phase and that's anchor standards 1 2 and 3 and finally the students reflect reflection phase and present anchor standards 4 5 and 6 in other words when your student is in the inspiration phase of the process it's the same as the standard response, which includes the learning targets, I look at art and art concepts. So when your students are finding inspiration, they are meeting anchor standards seven, eight, and nine. When your students are developing their ideas in the development phase, it's the same as the standard connect, which includes the learning target, I develop an idea to convey meaning. When they do this, they are meeting anchor standard 10 and 11. And when your student creates art in the creation phase, it's the same as the standard creating, which includes the learning target, I plan and create. And when they do this, they're meeting anchor standard one, two, and three. And finally, when your student is reflecting on their work and writing artist statements, uh, they're in the reflection phase. And when, and, and when they're doing that, and they're deciding how or when they wanna display their art, they're meeting the standard for presenting which includes the learning target I reflect on and present my art, which is anchor standard four, five, and six. So by rearranging the order of the standards and aligning them in the artistic process, it's easy to acknowledge which, which standard you know, a student is currently working through. I mean, furthermore, <laughs> there's evidence of how and when each standard was met. And finally, when a student has completed the four phases of a project, they will have met all the standards. Your admins are loving this. They're loving this. <laughs> so. So yeah, you know, your choice-based program clearly aligns with the national standards. And in fact, I would dare to say, and I always find the place where I will get myself in trouble, and it's right here, I'll dare to say it's easier for a student who creates art in a student-directed choice-based tab program to meet the standards than in any other scenario. And why can I say that so boldly? Because in a choice-based student-directed tab program, they're doing all the phases of the project. You might provide them some inspiration like a theme, but they're taking that inspiration and becoming inspired by it, and that's where they get their ideas from. It's their idea. They're not following a project that you know is gonna say, we're going to all draw a birch tree or we're all gonna draw you know whatever it is. It, that's not the way it works. This is you maybe have a big theme, or maybe they're just running with an idea of their own, which is really the best way to go, right? Then they're designing it. They're figuring out like the choice, I wanna use you know clay with this, or I wanna use paint with this, whatever it is. They're making, you're not saying, there saying okay guys you're all going to work on a sheet of five by eleven sheet of paper and you're going to get some construction paper and you only get blue crayons or something like that you that's the design part that's the teacher doing it in the project not happening in a choice-based program they're making those decisions 
and to the point where they might decide how long it takes to do the project. You're not even going to give them a schedule. And then they're creating the art. Just like in any art program, they're going to meet those standards of creating the art. And most tab teachers ask students to reflect on their art by, by putting an artist statement out and then displaying their artwork. So <laughs> this might not have been <laughs> the most exciting podcast I've done, but I think it needed to be done because I think this is a really important topic that you know it would be easy for other people to say... Uh, an admin or other teachers to point out that you know you're not even meeting the standards but you are and now you have the tools the resources you have a great way to explain it uh, I know again it's complicated to just hear it so I do recommend you go to the website look at the resources maybe listen to this podcast over again with those print them out and then um, and then you'll see exactly what I'm talking about or if you want to spend the dough <laughs> making artists I have a whole section about this in the book making artists and not just this but going further than this. Like I said, I will do a podcast later on on learning targets and, and how you can have learning targets that align with the standards and even how you can reflect. You can have your students use uh, learning targets to reflect on their artwork, which then you can point out directly correlates back to the standards, which is really fantastic. So I'm going to make a podcast about that, but not today. I'm going to cut it off here. I know I'm a little short, but this, is a, this, was, a, this was a big topic. So I give you a lot to chew on. All right. We'll see you next week. 